Oh God, what's the Gore song? Slaughterama. Give him one last haircut, boys. Real close to the skin. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to Eddie Munster? I'm looking at him. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Oh, God, I used to listen to that song all the time. I was that was the first Gore song that kind of made me understand what Gore was. I was mm-hmm. happy that they played it when I saw Gore the one time. Yep, they get out sleazy P. Martini. Yep. Like, you you gotta wonder, that guy must be, like, a roadie who gets a hat for ten minutes during the show. Because, like, you know, it's a moment of what else does he do? Like, what does he bring to the table for them? Okay, so have you actually <laughs> seen them yet? No, I have not. So that's the thing. Until you see them, you don't understand the fact that, like, it's there are more people involved in that band from a, like, side... Mm-hmm. person perspective than you think so it totally makes sense that like yes sleazy p may be one character but the rest of the time he's probably like one of the 12 minions that kind of stalk around the stage and stuff like that like there are uh, okay. people always around yep no i got that i just didn't think our i guess i'd never put together that one of the uh the faceless guys could also be sleazy p martini when he's off stage it could be yeah or it's um what was it? They the all son- have names, but I don't know them offhand. Yeah. Like the I think son one's of Od- Jizzy, though. Yeah, the son of Odorous could also be Sleazy P in theory, because he Gorgor. never speaks. Mm-hmm. It's just a suit. It's just big and hits things with an axe at certain points. Yeah, no, that would make sense. A Sleazy P could also be one of the guys that plays any of the monsters that show up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I- that's fully logical. I feel. Sp- kind of stupid for not figuring that out on my no, own. No, it's I didn't understand how it worked until I saw them and just they it's like I saw at the House of Blues out here in California and that's a pretty big venue and you realize just how much stuff they have crammed onto that stage and it my first reaction was holy crap it's slipknot because that's how many <laughs> people were on stage at any given point in time. And then mm-hmm. it's like no like it's they're moving on and off and like you start picking up who's certain who because like You'll notice one like one guy has a certain tattoo, and that like four different characters they bring have the same tattoo in the same spot. You're like, oh, that guy's like four people. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you have to look for it though. Like, unless you're there watching it, you'll never piece together. Like, it's like one dude's like doing like they're all doing like double, triple duty in some cases. Only the main members that get to be the same thing the entire night. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah. Let's see, Jismac to Gusha, Ballsack the Jaws of Death, Odorous Urungus, um, Beefcake the Mighty, Pustulus Maximus now, who replaced Flattus Maximus. Um, yeah, I got the full band, <laughs> yep. I think. Well, and there's the, there's the chick, <clears throat> what's her name? Uh, used to be Slyminstra Hyman, and then I think they replaced her. Um, they've also, I mean, obviously replaced Odorous since yeah. he's no longer with us. Dead. Yeah, um, <clears throat> with some big dude. Yeah, it seemed to work okay. Yeah, I haven't I mean, seen them since, but at the same time, it was the I've seen Guar once, and and I'd see them again, but I have no urge to ever see them again at the same time. Mm-hmm. You need to be like preparing yourself for a marathon. No, so that's the issue. It's the going in without having having any idea of what a Guar concert was like like that was fantastic like you walk in it's the it's a metal show where everyone's wearing white t-shirts and you're like what the fuck <laughs> this is proper protocol for those listening <laughs> yeah no like you have like their merch table is selling the tour shirt and then a white shirt that says i ruined a perfectly good white t-shirt at 
whatever the venue you're at and the date. And I'm like, that's kind of a stupid shirt. I'll get the tour shirt. And I'm like, no, I got the wrong shirt. <laughs> I can't get fake blood to stick to the to the tour shirt quite as nicely. Plus, the tour shirt, you don't want to get it nasty. Like it's it's a nice shirt. Yeah. Like the I ruined a product. and that's the thing. Like tour shirt costs twenty bucks. I ruined it's like five bucks, and I'm like, I only brought twenty. <laughs> beer too. Nice. Like it's like you could. It's like if you were to go back, you'd be like, no, I know what I'm doing now, but you don't want to know what you're doing because it ruins half the fun. That's like, what is going on? Yeah. It's kind of like going to Disney World for the second time. You know which ride you like already. Kind of, yeah. Kind of it's like, like takes not, away the allure and the mysticism. And you're not asking questions like, why is 80% of the stage covered in tubing? Or <laughs> do monitors work when wrapped in cellophane? The answer is yes. <coughs> uh, you're just sitting, like you're standing there just watching. You're like, what is going to happen? Like, there's saran wrap everywhere. Yep. I remember I went on a date with a girl once who was uh, what I would describe as a perfectly normal functioning human being of society. And uh, I remember I was talking like music with her. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm a big product of the 90s. I like listening, you know, Slipknot and Dope and Lamb of God. And and yes, that's, you know, mid 2000s, but whatever. Disturbs. And she was like, like, oh, I usually listen to it. And she lists like, you know, some like, you know, Lana Del Rey or some boring thing. She's like, but I did go to a Guar concert once. Like, whoa. I'm going to have to do a double take here. Say that again. Guar it's like, yeah, everyone. it was great. I'm like, you enjoyed it too? She's like, hell yeah, it was fantastic. Oh no, Guar's just a shitty enough band <coughs> that if you're not into metal, you actually might have more fun because yeah. you're not trying to listen to so they're enjoying the spectacle. Yeah. I mean, they didn't make the 500 things to do before you die for no reason. Yeah, no, and I, I've done more of that list than I'm comfortable with. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Wicked Awesome Cast. Uh, holy crap, made it to 9. It's 9, right Jeff? It is 9. Oh god, they should have shut us down already. I don't know who they are, but they're not wielding their infinite amounts of off-screen power wildly enough. The internet to... police, Jeff. The internet police. Yes, they they need to come, like, pull the plug on your mixer and, like, bash in my microphone. I, 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 at one point, wanted there to exist a body of government where, like, they were to enforce the rules of the internet people, where it's like, were you trolling, just kicking the door and swat someone? We're pretty, like... That may not be as crazy of a far-off future. Yeah. It'd make an interesting, like, indie movie. It would make an interesting movie. It could be on, it could be on par with other cinemastic masterpieces like The Purge. <laughs> I'm sorry. The Purge is the ultimate allegory for the futility of life and lots of other things. And mm-hmm. each movie is fucking weirder than the last. <laughs> I do not I've like been... the Purge, Purge franchise, but it raises some interesting points. I really, I've been listening to a podcast recently called The Flophouse where they review bad movies, and there's clearly a full genre of movies like The Purge that are like, observe this dystopia that is bad. Good thing that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a, like, Equilibrium is, a, is in the same genre as The Purge, I think, because it's like, what makes this world work? Violence. Mm-hmm. 
very Marilyn Manson view of the world. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Like it's not Mad Max you nuts. Know, it's very controlled and specific and like cully violence. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Enough about the purge. How's your week? Uh, how was your week, man? My week was good. So this weekend, uh, I work with a bunch of old metalheads who listen to Slayer and Anthrax and Sepultura, and uh, we get together on weekends and uh, we play music and uh, had a fun little jam. Um, I was sick, so I could not drink beer, which is a huge downer on any music making session. Can you normally drink beer? Uh, I can drink Angry Orchards. I can't have, like, real carbonated beer. Ah. Um, or else it just absolutely fucks with my stomach, something royal. Yeah, so I was, um, I was surprised, but I thought, I'm like, Jeff can't drink beer. Yeah. I'm doing that more as an explanation to the listener than to you, because you're I know, aware. I know. Did that, still fighting the cold. Uh, I got my job back from the homeless person this week. Yeah. Um, I heard he did a bang-up job, though. He was so much better than you. Yeah. We should figure out a way to, like, get him on full-time. He seemed pretty talented. Um, How much throat-punching do you think you can take to stay like that permanently? Yeah, we just need, like, Bugs Bunny to use my uvula like a punching, like a speed bag. Yeah, pretty much. It get me back to sounding horrible. Um, that said, I'm still not better. Um, the uh, So, other than that... My week was mostly just getting better, um, and then I guess in League of Legends news, I made it to Silver Four, so I get a golf clap and a self pat on the back for being extreme, going from ultra mediocre to mostly mediocre. <laughs> um, I really hope that's actually an official title in League. Like, it basically not. doesn't suck. The suck. Totally the suck. What better are you than new? probably fifty percent, but not enough to write home about. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll um, I guess we'll team with you. Yeah. In professional news and the things that um I pay attention to and watch and what I'm actually watching out of the corner of my eye while recording this is uh so this morning SK Telecom was upset by KT Rolster, which is uh the number one seed was upset by the number like five seed. Or actually no, SKT's not in first, they're in uh second, I think. Uh at least now they are, which managed to bounce the team that was in second down to, like, fourth. <laughs> like, it was just one of those huge swing things. And then right now, what's watch, what I'm watching is the relegation tournament, which in League of Legends, they have relegation, which is there's, I think, ten teams, top six make playoffs, last team gets kicked, and the bottom and the last second and third team have to play a best of five to keep their place in the league. And I'm rooting for one of the teams, which is Apex Gaming. But here's why this in- is interesting, why I'm going to talk about it. So the other team playing is a team called Team Dragon Knights. And they had to play off against a team called Renegades. Now, halfway through the season, Renegades basically wound up realizing that half their team was really bad. So they traded a whole bunch of players to Team Dragon Knights. And were like, okay, take all these guys, put them in Challenger. We're going to take all your players, put them in the LCS. And uh, we're going to be the better team. They wound up having to play against each other for their positions. <laughs> so the nice. B team got to take on the A team for the A team's position. Sadly, the B team lost, but that would have been a hugely interesting. That like, would have been a lot of fun. Yeah, that would have been cool in a weird way. The um, upset heard around the League of Legends tournament scene. Yeah. 
B Squad this motherfucker. Basically. But unfortunately, the B Squad got smashed. Yeah. <laughs> Not enough Koreans. That was actually the mistake. They gave all their Koreans to the other team. Yeah. <laughs> they traded their, They traded a Russian for a Korean. Yeah, there's actually a professional Russian team that used to be called Moscow 5, and they changed their name to Gambit Gaming. Then they imploded, and they're only kind of still a thing, and most of their players are retired. Okay, but. so two questions. One, mm-hmm. what causes a League of Legends team to, quote, implode? Uh, they stop winning, and then the players get traded to other teams, and then the team just kind of fizzles or ah, becomes so more fully... Yeah, it basically becomes full of, like, either new members that you've never heard of, like, I can name teams like Team Solo Mid that the players that I started watching, not a single one of them's on the team anymore. They basically um, pull Metallica. Most of, like, most of not all of what made Metallica good is now gone. So it's like, yeah, it's still Metallica technically. <laughs> James Newstead. <laughs> ah, is new Metallica good? No. <laughs> but they've only replaced one member. Actually, no, they replaced two. Because they replaced the bass player, and Kurt Hammett took Dave Mustaine's job. And Lars is just they a skeleton him. on drums at this point, so it doesn't matter. Lars is what? Lars has been dead for years. <laughs> Lars has been dead for years? They replaced Lars with his better counterpart, Meta- Corpse of Lars. <laughs> Technology got him. Yeah, Napster uh, uh, really took a, it was a big shot to his ego. So much so um, he died immediately. Exactly. Okay, so my second question. How do you pick a league team to follow? Like, wh- what makes you follow a league team? Um, At this point, a lot of the teams I used to watch would be a lot of, like, North American teams versus European teams. And being a North American, it makes it really easy to decide, like, I'm going to root for the North American team versus the Russian team. You know, sure. the 1984 miracle all over again. Except this time the Russians won. Damn <laughs> you, Russia. Damn it, Moscow 5 crushing TSM. But um, it's more I get attached to individual players. Like, I'll follow... Like, in the instance right now, I'm watching Apex Gaming. There's an old player who's currently their coach named St. Vicious, who used to be a jungler for a team called Curse. And I used to learn a ton from him and watching his stream and stuff. So now watching him on a... Uh, watching his challenger team, like, I root for them because... They contain the player who I essentially learned how to jungle from. That makes sense. Um, I hate how much of I understood, but that makes sense. <laughs> so, that's my synopsis. Most people are like, who's that irrelevant old dead player that you're talking about? Who left the corpse <laughs> in the party? Yeah. Get out of here, old man. You're over 20. He is. He's actually one of the older players. Because he was like, in 24? the uh, Navy before... He's probably in his, like, early... He's probably, like, 29 or 30. Think about how depressing the thing you just said is. Like, yeah, he's old. He's 30. Yep. Just throw See, that old man out of here. He's too old to matter. He's t- he's 28. <laughs> Poor bastard. Yeah, like, I, the way you're talking, it's like, oh, he's, like, 50 or something. No, he's fucking 28. Yeah. In the league scene, it's like, no, nah, he's fucking ancient. Let him die. Put him in that grave already. It honestly is, because, like, the best player in League of Legends, or the guy who's very commonly referred to as it, is this guy named Faker. And Faker is, like, he has two world championships, and I think he's 19. Yeah, that sounds about right. 
Uh, let's see. Faker is now 19 years old. He can't drink, and he's won two League of Legends tournaments, and he's been in the scene for the last, like, four or five years. So he's been playing since he was, like, He's been a pro since he was, like, 15, so yeah, it makes poor guys like Saint look so old. I now hate everything about video games ever. You hate... We have that now on podcast. Charlie hates video games. Just go to do porn now. Just using all the recording equipment for something less scummy. <laughs> less scummy? <laughs> no more video game crap. Fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> Oh, man. So that's the amazing soundbite for the day. Um, Let's say in Magic the Gathering news, because I'm bringing it back, the Charlie Weekly Magic update. Fucking nerd! Um, Shadows over Innistrad got released, which is the newest set. And it has one card in it that I really want called uh, Thing in the Ice. Seriously? Um, Because I play Storm, and it's going to be hilarious in Storm. No, no, back up a sec. It's seriously just called Thing in the Ice in the ice oh you're gonna love this card and how it works so the card's called thing in the ice and it's two for an O four creature okay um when you play four spells flip thing in the ice and the picture of on it is this oh, boat I'm looking up the picture is this boat dragging this giant like monster in the ice and don't forget it, it's a flip card so the back side of it is also a a thing the other side is like a 7-9 creature that returns all creatures, on all non-horror creatures from the field to their uh, owner's hands. But because I'm a Storm player, that basically means whenever you feel like it, flip this card because I can play four spells really easily. Um, that's how my deck works is it plays a lot of cheap, low-cost spells and just clear the board. <laughs> Where was all this bullshit back when I was still playing Magic the Gathering? I had real <laughs> names like Venging Angel something or other, Gravedigger. Avenging Evil. Not fucking Thing in the Ice. Yep. But, like, I just love the flavor text on it. Like, they found a thing in the ice. I, and that, then you flip the card. They, oh, shit! That thing was horrible! <laughs> we should not have taken that thing! <laughs> that Trojan horse that we brought into the city walls. I regret nothing except bringing this monster into the city. You did what now? <laughs> I have no regrets. I don't know, man, that leaving uh, leaving Sarah was a bad decision. And destroying the city. Probably two bad ideas. <laughs> it all comes back to I regret being evil because it got me killed. He killed. Oh, God. Poet- poetic. I regret bringing the giant monster in because it destroyed the city. Yup. Oh, so that's my my world and brief little tidbits of news on the terrible things I call hobbies and interests. So how was your week? I Mr. had Charlie? a weird week. Um in the super I like, I get the boring thing out of the way first. I did my taxes this weekend. Ooh, exciting. Which, no, no. They are for something we could studios because you start off owing a lot of money to the government, and then you just dump in every single video game you bought for the channel this year, and that number just scrolls the fuck down. <laughs> it's it's like... So if anybody was thinking that we're entirely just a Ponzi scheme or something to acquisition cheap video games, you were right. <laughs> we are... A, no, no, we're also a scheme to get me into E3. <laughs> yes. 
We are and get you interviews in. with Billy Billy uh, Mitchell. But that's arcade. Billy Mitchell. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Something to exist purely as a tax break for myself and to get me into E3. And we are whores. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, so that's that's always a fun moment of the year where it's like, man, I owe so much money. Oh right, putting in purchases now. Kaching. <laughs> I buy nice. a lot of video games that were terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go play Destiny now. <laughs> I mean, even Rooster Teeth described. I think their first uh, project they made before Red vs. Blue was called Drunk Gamers. Yeah, and it was entirely a scam to try and get free video games. Yeah, and it completely flopped because only one game designer ever sent them a game, and it was some terrible like squirrel bait, like. Not Conqueror's Bad Fur Day or something, like, worth talking about. It was, like, some, like, knockoff, like, Squirrel Kids game or something Ooh, really stupid that yeah. they're, like... Well, they gave it to us for free, so 10 out of 10. <laughs> Would definitely not pay money for it again. <clears throat> Would bang. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, so, that fun little thing aside, I went to the... On Friday, uh, so we recorded on Thursday, so the Friday before this, which will be two Fridays from when you're hearing this, potentially... Time is a mystery. Mm-hmm. It loops back on itself. Uh, I went to the most L.A. thing I've ever... One of the most L.A. things I've done since I moved to L.A. Um, have I ever explained to you the concept of an L.A. moment? An L.A. moment? I'm guessing it's where you take something normal and ruin it. Yes, but in the most kind of L.A. manner. In this case, it was there's a natural history museum out here. Out here. It's not a bad one. It's not anything amazing. But they host something called First Friday, which is where they turn the first floor of this thing into a goddamn nightclub. Mm-hmm. Like, DJs and everything. So me and the girlfriend went to that, and there are just drunk people stumbling around the dinosaur exhibit and shit like that. And you're like, this is the most L.A. thing ever. Like, truly, you would take a museum, a place of learning, and release music upon it, and drunks like, the drunks was probably a bad idea but i could go i could go for a rave in a dinosaur exhibit. it's not a rave it's <laughs> shitty club music so it's people mm-hmm. like standing there and like sitting in weird lounge chairs yelling at each other because they can't hear each other over the horrible music that i can't understand at all like and it's weird because the dj is set up in this case in like the hall of animals so he's like trying mm-hmm. to dj out and there's a fucking wildebeest behind him and you're like you're you're undermining your street cred right now man <laughs> this is not exactly a party environment mm-hmm there was that. Um, the uh, Welcome to Extra Life kickoff, trying to get new members to sign up, meeting for Extra Life LA Guild, whatever the hell we're actually called, was on Sunday. That was a fun one. My mm-hmm. soundboard got dropped. That was a painful moment. Oh, no. Obviously, I survived, but yeah, that was uh, interesting. And um, I actually played a bunch of stuff. I played more than I didn't know did. I actually. I, Got back into Destiny, as some of you saw today, as the day of recording this, the Final Fantasy Platinum demo Let's Play went up. That game is fucking... I don't know if that demo's shittiness is a reflection upon the actual game, but good lord, is that a shitty demo. It's got some fun moments, but if you're a fan of Kingdom Hearts... You're going to fucking love the combat system in the new Final Fantasy game. Woo! Yeah, it's 
it's weird. Like on one hand, I'm like, <laughs> on one hand, it's very much a okay. You're finally giving us the live action combat system. I've been saying maybe you should have been doing all along. And at the same time, it's like, no, this is just Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. Got it. <clears throat> Someone's gonna I'm be down. pissed. God fucking damn it, Charlie. Do you know why I'm saying that? Why? Because now I have to get a fucking PS4. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> do it. No. Do uh, it. Maybe. Get uh. Destiny as well. No. Do it. <laughs> no. Do it. <laughs> I've got enough addictions. Yeah. Oh, so I have... I'd have to give up my black tar heroin addiction for that. <laughs> so I'll save it for the end, too, because it kind of transitions into our news segment. Um, I touched Eve... More on Eve later. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a little experiment. I've been shit-talking mobile games a lot in my personal life, and I had <laughs> this weird aha moment where I'm like, eh, I guess I'll download. Like, I watch a lot of Hulu, and Hulu's constantly pushing, at least in my settings, the um, Clash of Clans or Boom Beach ad campaign. They're both mobile games. And I'm like, ah, yep. eh, fuck it, I'll check them out. And... There's a third one made by the same company. I'll say it right now. Clash of Clans is fucking horse shit. They make a game <laughs> called Clash of like Clash Royal or something. I'll say it on record. Clash of Clans is a bunch of horse shit. Yeah, it's... Uh, of the three of theirs I played at least, which was Clash of Clans, <clears throat> Clash Royale, and Boom Beach. Clash Royale is the best, as it's an actual video game. Boom Beach is fun, and... Clash of Clans fucking sucks. Like, it's oddly enough, the less free to play bullshit in the game, the better the game gets. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, each one has its Candy Crush, speed up the process, free to play bullshit stuff built into it. Like, there's there's no shortage of ways to spend real money, but Clash of Clans, you they really fucking want you to spend that money. Boom Beach. Eh, spending money makes some of these things a bit easier, but doesn't matter. Clash Royale. I guess you could spend money. If, if you really want to, I guess. Like, we're a trading card game, technically. So, I want to talk about Clash Royale quickly, I guess, where it's, like, Hearthstone, an RTS, and a weird, like, super watered-down MOBA had a baby. Is it the weird one where you get cards and then you, like click on the map to like deploy things and you just march at your opponent and essentially yes that's the thing like it's you I have think they made like a pc version of this no, I'm sh- i think it exists I'm saint sure. vicious playing it <laughs> i think it exists I, it's it's it is oddly fun the matches only take three minutes which is kind of nice you can it's so you have three towers you're trying to knock out and it's kind of a deck building exercise where you build a deck of eight and it's kind of how it synergizes with your play style and stuff like that and it's nice, and partially because the game has built-in hard stops, where for every match you win, you get a chest, and the chests take time to unlock, and that's where the free-to-play bullshit comes in, where it's like the, t- the chests take time, or you can pay money to buy gems to speed up that process. But if you're playing like me, where it's like, I'll play for 10 minutes straight, get four chests, and then just let it sit for 12 hours and let them unlock, where it's like, I have to go to work now. Later. Mm-hmm. End of the day, oh, well. I'll play some. I'll play some Clash Royale again. Get the four chests later. It's mm-hmm. it's. Is it my favorite system? No, but at the same time, 
initially I was like, man, I need better cards. Like, this is complete horseshit. And then once you start understanding how the individual units work with each other and what you can do, the game gets really fun. Like, it's... And I say it's like Hearthstone and a MOBA and an RTS because it is about units versus certain things, and there's a deck-building aspect. It's actually got the Hearthstone, like, mana pool system. Mm-hmm. You gain a mana every turn. Yeah, you, in this case, you gain a mana, like, every second or something like that, and you have the strategy of, do I dump, like, ten super weak things on the field or save it up and summon a witch who summons, like, three extra weak things with her? Do I, like, send in the Bone Army, which is, like, 20 dudes that all have, like, one hit point, but those 20 dudes will wreck a building in seconds? Because it's like, no, it's 20 dudes with a ton of attack power on each one, so they'll kill mm-hmm. anything, but anything can kill them. Like, they'll trip over their own bodies and die kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's... It, I'm not saying I'm gonna give it Game of the Year or something, but it's... Mm-hmm. I'm changing my tune slowly on these types of mobile games, and I would call Clash of Royale genuinely fun. Boom Beach is okay. It's just it's it comes in spikes where it's like lots of things to do, a week of doing nothing. Lots of things to do, a week of doing nothing in that game because it's got some weird mm-hmm. timer systems in it. Like all of the games are based around monetizing the concept of time, which I find less scummy than other things where it's like. In Clash of Clans, and uh, sorry, on Battle Royale, you can just flat out buy the cards because it's a card game. I'm like, eh, it's like real life, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm kicking ass with my randomly generated decks, so I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. Except against Korean players, they wreck me almost every time because mm-hmm. they have spent some fucking coin on that game. Yep. Yeah. But so I, I guess the transition from weeks into news. Eve is at war. Yep. And to merge the two topics quickly, I I played Eve, Eve briefly a long time ago, back before the graphic update and a bunch of other stuff happened, and it wasn't my thing. That is a game I really wish I could like, but just given the nature of how combat works and the pacing of it, it's just never going to be for me. But I dove super hard back into the Eve community war and stuff like that. And shit is crazy. Mm-hmm. It is... If it wasn't for the fact that it's technically real, and by real I mean like this is actually happening, this is the best sci-fi dramatization I've ever read. Like, it is... Reading the articles and the Reddit posts and the forum crap is just, oh, it's fucking amazing. So I've been following mm-hmm. the Eve War a little heavier than I should be. Like, this backstabbing and alliances are falling through and, like, people are resetting their server settings. They're, like, they're remapping themselves so they're pinging off Australian time, which is 12 hours ahead of the other big factions so they get an advantage out of it. Like, everything about <laughs> it is completely insane in the best, like, wow, you people fucking care about this game kind of way. Mm-hmm. No, I'm enjoying that, so, yeah. Nice. It's, it's, it's nice to see a group speak with such passion and just kind of craziness mm-hmm. oh and yeah we saw um, Mel Geard is back you may have seen the episode go up yesterday as of this recording and 
Friday, and hopefully the same day this one goes up, we'll have another episode up. But yeah, um, I'm only mentioning that because that game got real good all of a sudden. Like, we're in Metal Gear Solid 3. I've enjoyed the previous two. This one, like, it finally clicked, and that game's fucking solid. That's a impressive tour de force of a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I guess one more thing for my uh, week. I watched uh, the first two episodes of something Wicked Studios Firewatch. What and is it was delightful? What is Firewatch? Literally watching for five. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, I guess before we get into the news and other topics, uh, you get what I'm talking about with that game, where it's like the 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 weird narrative stuff. Like you don't have to have to be watching that game. It's like, oh yeah, that radio drama. Hmm. I mean, I'd love to see more of the like the alternative ways of solving problems. Like you brought up throwing the um, radio in the lake as like there's all there's more than one way to solve the same problem. Yeah. Um, and at the very least, if that provides different dialogue with Delilah, that's wicked interesting. It does. It does. So I guess to me, I guess that game does reward a little more playthrough because you want to see the wonky shit she'll say. Yeah. Well, not wonky, but like the the dialogue in that game is fantastic, and like um, did you watch the characters the, are extremely likable and whatnot. Did you watch to a point where we got the turtle? No. Uh, spoilers: we got we got a pet turtle in that game. It is possible to never find that turtle because it just it's randomly walking around and shit like that. Really? And we found That's it because it was cool. sunbathing, I think. Mm-hmm. And like you have, it's That's a whole a like place. little mini style that goes along with it and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that it's a like, logical thing for a turtle to do. Yeah, it's like I'm a turtle. I'm wandering around. I hang out in the sun now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, time for some news. Time for some news. Uh, so um, <coughs> your VR update of the week: Rift and Vibes aren't shipping good. Mm-hmm. You heard about this at all? Nope. So they've had like pre-orders, get mad, like mechanical cancellations have been happening. Uh, getting these products actually into people's hands that paid money for them has been problematic, like across mm-hmm. the board to the point where there's now this thing where people will post on like forums, "Hey, I didn't get my Oculus Rift yet or my Vibe," and that's the and then people respond by posting pictures of them unboxing the opposing product. Like, Console War is back in a really weird, fucked-up way with the <laughs> vibe versus the Oculus Rift. It's like, yeah, I'm going to put these different goggles on my face, and your goggles fucking suck! What's hilarious and odd about that is, like, back when the Console Wars kind of started, or at least when I think back to, like, PlayStation 1 versus N64, like, it was a lot of it was geared by the fact that you didn't have options. Like, there were PlayStation games, and there were N64 games. Like... This whole crossover market thing wasn't a thing yeah. at all. No, Whereas the Oculus and the Vibe are both getting a lot of the same releases. Yeah, they have exclusives right now, but you're right. Like the, the question is, can I use an Oculus in the Vibe Steam store and vice versa? And all signs kind of point to yes, because mm-hmm. the same games are coming out for both platforms yeah. a little bit. Following that one, I'm having a... I have no interest in buying either of them right now, but following the, it's not quite a train wreck, but it's getting there of kind of media stuff that's been following in the wake of both of those getting actual releases has been 
entertaining and a tad vindicating to back up my like years of saying no good will come of VR until good comes of VR, but it's gonna suck for a while. Yeah. No, and uh, I guess to talk about like, the if I was to buy one too, I'd buy a Vibe because it's got a built-in camera that you can like switch on as a panic option. I'm like that's neat. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested. Yeah, uh, you can do so, some kind of AR stuff. Yeah. That's your AR, VR moment of the week, whatever you want to call it. Technology mm-hmm. that's now and happening and new. Uh, yep. So, um, You're breaking something Wicked Studio news. That happened. By the time you listen to this, it probably won't be relevant. Exactly. Or if you're learning about it now, congratulations. <laughs> uh, so um, Ubisoft is teasing Beyond Good and Evil 2 again. They seem to do this every couple years, and I... Ever played Beyond Good and Evil, Jeff? I did not. It's a game... Remember back in the Jack and Daxter and Ratchet and Clank, like... I want to call them edgy, but like teen-geared mascot games era? The mascot era where you had, like, iconic faces of games? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So, Beyond Good and Evil was, in many ways, the adult reaction. I don't think the game was rated M, but it had... It had a dark, adult-feeling story. Like, stuff happened. It felt... It it was a fantastic game, minus some things. Like, a lot of people think that game is fucking perfect. And it's a good game, don't get me wrong. There's some cool stuff in that game. But ever since then, Ubisoft kind of every once in a while, like, trots out. Like, oh, we're totally making Beyond Good and Evil 2. You are? Yes? (laughs) Really? Maybe... Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they've been dropping hints, I guess, again about, like, it's coming. Or is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Vaporware News. Doesn't um, Black and White get the same treatment? Um, Not so much, because Peter Molyhew's no longer at Lionsgate, and I think Lionsgate is... Lionsgate? Lionshead? I... Well, yeah. it... Lionsgate officially, like, dissolved. Like... Yeah, it's gone. Like, it's... Yeah. And that's... And... There's never been as many rumors about a sequel to that game as there have been about, like, there are tech demos and, like, weird trailers that Ubisoft never denied were them for um, Beyond Good and Evil 2. Mm-hmm. It's it's a weird one. It's definitely a weird one. Um, speaking of games that have mysterious stuff going on with them, did you catch the uh, leaked Mass Effect footage? I did not. It is 10 seconds of not Shepard using a jetpack. Which looks actually kind of fucking awesome. It's mm-hmm. not really newsworthy aside from Andromeda is apparently real and has mechanics that are definitely new to the franchise. And the jetpack actually looks kind of freaking cool. I actually went back and watched the Andromeda strain, like the movie. Yeah. Like a year or two ago. It's actually like, that was a real big surprise. I really like that one. They are in um, no way related. Really good sci-fi film. What? They are in no way related. Nope. That's my two cents. Fair enough. I, I can't <laughs> fault you on that one. Uh, did you follow any of the April fo- uh, April 1st, April Fool's Day stuff this year? Uh, like sporadic and random things. Honestly, I don't enjoy it that much. Yeah, so, so I put this one on here as lots of April 1st stuff got announced that I think we both wish was real. Yeah. There's a lot of just things that get announced. and It's like, wouldn't it be cool if? And then they're like, but we're not making it. It's like, um... I hate you. <laughs> yeah, fuck those guys at Razor. 
At where? At Razor. Razor? What'd they announce? Uh, so, I think it was like three years ago, they had the third-person drone, which was obviously fake, but it's like, that's so fucking cool! And then the year before that, it was the floating uh, mouse. Mm-hmm. Where it would, like, it would levitate a half inch off your table, but it was like, er- because of ergonomics, that made it the best mouse ever and shit like that. And I'm like, that's also fucking cool. I want to believe. And this year was a um, video game-enabled toaster. A video game-enabled toaster. And again, it's like, this is stupid, but I kind of Four-slot or two-slot model, this matters. Yes. (laughs) Both. It was very much a, I kind of want this to exist. Mm Mm-hmm. And it always makes me remember back to the year they announced um, Far Cry Blood Dragon on April Fool's Day. And then it turned out to be real, and it was like, oh, shit, that's real! (laughs) What the fuck? I remember one of my uh, favorite ones was um, the program I use Ableton for making music. A person was releasing an instrument for, uh, so you could load it up in Ableton, except it was um, (laughs) Tinder, so that you could swipe right and left based on other producers' music. Very nice. (laughs) It's about time someone gave me that technology. That's been been missing. Yeah, that I could just, you know, decide who I want to date based on their playlist. Isn't that basically what you do already? Yes, but you have to find out first. <laughs> you have to ask. You have to ask, and that's the that's the part we're trying to skip. Yeah. Well, you go to their Spotify account and judge them there. Yep. You know, if you're getting your stalker on. Hey, hey, 10% of modern dating is a little bit of stalking. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, so in news that pertains to me and will eventually pertain to Jeff... By the time you're hearing this, the PS4 3.5 update should be out. And what does that mean? Um, There's a bunch of new features that they should have had all along. And PC remote play is now a thing. I cannot comment on how well any of the new stuff works. I'll do that next week because I haven't witnessed it yet. But yeah, it's... If the PC remote play thing works, it could be damn cool. And the, the features they're adding, like appear offline are just dumb things that should have been in the damn program since day one. It's nice they're finally doing that. Uh, so, um, remember um, bemoaning the lack of God of War, Jeff? Mm-hmm. So, the rumors are back of God of War 4, which is awesome, but uh, you remember the end of God of War 3? Most of the Greek gods were kind of, um, dead? Yeah, including Gaia. <laughs> yeah, I, we killed the <laughs> Earth, technically. Yeah. And then you know what happened? The Earth went to shit. Yep. Well, so the little hints being dropped right now is that um, Kratos, or not Kratos, whoever the protagonist, like, it'll be featured around the Norse gods this time around, which... Oh, they're, like, rebooting and restarting the series, the new look? Maybe. So, um, have you ever heard David Jaffe's initial plan for the series? No. What he wanted that what he wanted to at the end of God of War One, you've killed or maybe God of War Two, he kind of said, he's like, I want you to have killed all of the Greek gods. So then with God of War Three, you began a campaign to kill all of the gods ever. Yep. So like the next game would be Norse, the game after that would be like Mesopotamia or something. It's like it should have become a showcase of individual mythologies and all the crazy stuff out there. And I actually I like the God of War franchise. When I heard about that, I'm like that would have been so much cooler than what we got. 
holy shit, that would have been cool. Like, you can like, imagine a God of War franchise that focused just on the good gods from each mythology, and not like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, Apollo's here. Throwaway fight. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought that one was kind of neat. Uh, Gears of War 4 is officially coming out October 11th. I am excited about this, and especially because it seems that they're going back to the Gears of War 1 and 2 roots and not doing the weird armored tank top thing we got in Gears of War 3. That I hope that doesn't suck. I wasn't impressed by the multiplayer beta, but at the same time, never been the biggest fan of Gears of War multiplayer. Uh, so remember we talked about the Rock Band fundraising campaign? Is this, does this have to do with the twenty or the $2,000 Rock Band pack? Same thing, but um, it failed. Oh, surprising. Rock Band is not coming to the PC. So they weren't able to sell that 2000 thing I, once. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, they apparently were not. It's, it didn't even make it to... It made it to slightly more than 50%. Mm-hmm. I was surprised by this at all? Not particularly. I mean, with things like Rocksmith and, like... We don't really need another Rock Band game. Like, we've really capped that out and, like, saturated the market. Like... yeah. If someone were to tell me, hey, Rock Band 5's coming out, and then list, like, ten songs that I love, they're like, you know, Rock Band 5's coming out, it's going to have Left Behind by Slipknot, um, Redneck by Lamb of God, uh, you know, Swinging the Dead by Devil Driver, and they just list, like, only songs I wanted to play, but like, yeah, I'm probably still not getting it. Yeah, it's it, like, felt, it pretty much felt like the time in the sun for those games has passed, and Rock yeah. Band's like, remember how much fun we were? Yeah. I do. I do. By going into my basement and picking up Rock Band 1 or 2. Yeah. Like, they they really can't add anything new to the series. Like, they did, they added all the instruments, unless they're going to start adding, like, Ska Edition, Rock Band, Trombone, and Trumpet. That would be fun. It would be, but it would be gimmicky and no one would pay for it. Also, the amount of, like, floor space that it takes in a store to make that work would be far more than is economically viable. Yeah. Uh, so in kind of silly news, U.S. Congressman, Republican Congressman, Duncan Hunter is under a bit of investigation right now for um, uh, roughly $1,300 in uh, purchases on Steam. Why does this matter? Apparently campaign funds were used. <laughs> Nailed it. He's blaming his son for this, which seems believable, but I I felt like this was a fun commentary on the state of games kind of media at this point, where it's like, congressman question over purchase. I'm like, I'm okay with a congressman that plays video games. You use that campaign money. I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this. I, you're going to donate to his campaign for more video games? <laughs> If you could get me a if you could get me a governor who's like, yeah, I'm holding like a, a Street Fighter Five tournament. Why that shit looks insane? I'd be like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm interested. I like where you're coming from. I also play Street Fighter occasionally. What's hmm. your rank, motherfucker? <laughs> what are your views on your rank, bitch? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, get on my level. I like it when politicians actually seem like they have human hobbies and not, oh, we're into wine tasting and miniature collectibles. Right, mm. but I watch hockey, play video games, and drink beer. Well, then, go to trash. <laughs> oh, hockey. What a knave. Is that like polo? Yes, actually. Kind of. Yeah. The water's frozen. <laughs> 
I meant horse polo, you ignoramus. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> so, um, in sillier video game news, um, this one hit very close to home for me, and I'm sure it will for Jeff. The uh, Mass Boston Transit Association is warning people against wearing VR headsets on trains. The MBTA? <laughs> the MBTA is out there telling people to not use VR rigs on buses and trains. Nice. Saying such common sense arguments as, you're not really aware of your environments if you're, um, you know, zoned out from reality on a train. You might get mugged. I Passive observation. So some of the people I talk to about this, I'm like, I want the first crime committed against someone who didn't know they were, like, having their house robbed because they were in VR. <laughs> I buy it. I, I want to see that story so goddamn bad. I want oh, it's this... coming. Oh, it's, I'm sure it is. With the actual release of these devices, I it's definitely coming. I'm not sure what happened for a year or so, but I want, like, person... I don't want, but I, I want to see the kind of weird sensationalized headlines that will come from, like, man burns to death in house because he thought healthy fire was part of game. <laughs> Terrible, so, but yeah. So in-depth, he thought that the uh, the burning feeling was intentional. It just felt so real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the last quick one we got is, if you pirated Quantum Break, the game gives you an eye patch on your character. That's hilarious. Well, so here's the issue. I think the main character that has the eye patch looks significantly cooler with the eye patch. So you Can have, you turn it on? I don't <laughs> like, think so. That's the without issue. Without pirating the game. So that's just it. I'm like, I kinda, I'm like, eh, maybe I'll get Quantum Break. Maybe I won't. Kind of want to pirate Quantum Break now because fucking eye patch. <laughs> that's so much cooler than not eye patch. Remember one of the uh, Pokemon games could detect emulators back in the day, and it had something. They were much meaner in their game. There, that was like. If you pirated this game, you should die. <laughs> and like, actually, it's something very like yeah. cruel in their uh, thing if it detected you were using an emulator. I do find it kind of interesting that some of these games can detect you're using an emulator, and then they don't like shut you out. Yeah, I... I'm not necessarily for or against that. I mean, obviously, I'm against companies having kill switches in their products. Yeah. But it's interesting that what they've done... Uh, in responses, yeah, no, it's I, I enjoy the kind of comical responses, but I, it goes back to I, any video of Quantum Break I see. I see now, I'm like, no, to make this game better, if you pirated it, because I patch. Mm. Yep, it's so much better. <laughs> yeah, but so um, in branching into our main topic, Twitch is doing stuff, and they've been doing a. Me and Jeff are both fans of Twitch, you could say. Uh, Jeff is currently enjoying Twitch more than I am. It brings mm -hmm. him League of Legends and stuff. I, I like them as a broadcasting platform. I do not watch as much Twitch as some other people out there do because, well, I'm probably editing and making my own stuff half the time. But ever since the Amazon purchase, they've kind of ramped up there. We're doing stuff and not... It's still definitely related to gaming, but there's like... Stuff like the Bob Ross things, where not gaming related at all, and it's basically TV at that point. Um, 
Didn't they do a Pokemon thing as well? Twitch plays Pokemon? No, Twitch streams Pokemon. I thought they did like a... All, uh, starting at episode one, all of the Pokemon episodes stream via Twitch. Uh, let me check on that one, I guess. They could have. I don't know. The Bob Ross thing's real, though. Yeah, that one That one I watched briefly, and yeah. I'm like, right, this show was boring. Mm-hmm. I actually went on before this, the Bob Ross Twitch, which Twitch has officially... Um, Twitch doesn't have the rights to it, but they have permission from the company that owns the rights to all of Bob Ross's stuff. And um, they have permission to stream him. And uh, they only play it on Mondays. They do mini marathons of his stuff. So the channel just has weird, like, creative stuff with, like, Julia Child and, like, all these other, like, people who did similar stuff to Bob Ross. I'm not going to say it makes sense, but I get what they're going for. And I only threw this topic in the list because I misread a headline and thought the BAFTA awards that they were broadcasting this weekend, this past weekend, if you're – as you're listening to this on Monday – I thought that was the British Acting Awards for some dumb reason, and I had the moment of, huh, that's a weird one, Twitch. Mm-hmm. But, so, you're more involved in this. Like, would you like to see Twitch make the transition into a, I don't call it mainstream, but more of a mass-marketed streaming service of some kind? Like, I'm not saying Bob Ross appeals to everyone, but they are making steps in that direction, it feels, occasionally. I mean, at the end of the day, they could do nothing, and I would still watch uh, Twitch. Not for Twitch's own made content, but for, you know, things that I care about. And the fact that they're trying to keep it fresh and giving new things and giving a reason to watch, I think, is really cool. And them trying to, like, it's almost like it's the Twitch network that you're watching, you yeah. know? Um, and that, I think, is really interesting, and it's kind of cool to see them take a new spin on a lot of things. Yeah, my, my, my initial reaction was, what the fuck, why are you broadcasting a British acting awards show, was replaced by, like, you know what, I'm actually kind of okay with this. Uh, do you watch Silicon Valley at all, Jeff? I do not. So, the basic plot of Silicon Valley is it's a streaming company, and if you liken Twitch to the main kind of company of that show... All of this stuff starts to make a lot more sense, at least to me, where it's, we have a really good streaming technology. But unless you have content, there's no way of demonstrating how good your streaming technology is. And they cut their teeth with, like, broadcast of person-to-person, essentially. But it's neat to see them moving into realer events and not just, like, video game tournaments. I... I think they were the Twitch stream for... They were the, like, the live source for um, the Game Awards or whatever they were called. More and more E3 stuff is showing up on there. Like It's it's become a broadcast outlet for a bunch of media out there, which I think has been good, but I'm a little wary of it because where does the line go from media source to TV on the internet? Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't exactly be opposed to that either. Like... What started as my TV on the internet, like Netflix, now it brings me Knights of Cydonia and its own original content. No, that's true. I, I, I guess I'm surprised, because they're owned by Amazon right now. At least last time I checked, they're still owned by Amazon. Sounds right. Yeah. Amazon bought them. I've been waiting for more of a push from Amazon to get some of the Amazon streaming stuff they do into Twitch. Or to mm-hmm. maybe get Twitch to teach them how to make a goddamn streaming interface. Mm-hmm. You don't like Prime? I... Prime is fantastic. 
the various apps for Prime, like my TV has a smart capability to it that links into Prime, are mm-hmm. borderline unusable. Like the amount of stuff you have to go through to get the things you're watching <clears throat> is, I wouldn't call it maddening because it's beyond a first world issue. It's reflective of we got it working and we're not touching anymore. It just, it, it works. We're backing away. Mm-hmm. We got it working. It's like most basic form and we're not going to try to make it prettier because that might break it. Yeah, like this this will light on fire if we touch it more. What will it do? Light on fire. Oh, God, it's on fire. <laughs> also, in your brief, or your quick Bruins update, they're currently up 3 nothing. I know, I saw. I'm quite happy. We'll find a way to botch this somehow. But uh, back on topic and video game news, and none of those sports ball topics, um, I mean, I think it's great that they're making their own things. I mean, if they're owned by Amazon, like, imagine the idea of Twitch makes their own, like, anime, like, or their own show, and they, um, like, you know, it's the same thing as kind of like uh, any other show we watch. Like, Monday nights at 8 Eastern time, Twitch releases the show that they put on public access or whatever that they just put out for free. Yeah, it's, and they've been slowly, <clears throat> I think at least they've been slowly expanding the definition of what is and isn't allowed Twitch content because for a long time it was pretty exclusively we just do gaming things, and... You've talked in the past mm. about how it's just gaming stuff to this date, right? Pretty, well, not really. Like, a lot of it's gaming, but pretty much anything anyone wants to stream, they can. And, I mean, the quick and easy one is that includes board games. But I've also seen a lot of people doing art projects. Yeah, that's that's um, new, though. They added, like, a, yeah, you can do art stuff. We're okay with that, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, they added, like, stuff about it. People have been doing it for forever. Oh, sure. I thought there was more policing of that. Like, unless it's like, it's like we don't recognize this as a game. Stream is down for you now. Nah, they're way less active than that. No, Basically, if you're sense. not running copyright, they don't care. Not running copyright, not running porn, um, they don't really care what you're putting on. Yeah, it's no PlayStation VR. Ten seconds away from becoming porn at any given point in time. <laughs> Did you ever watch any of that stuff? The PlayStation uh, Playroom? Sorry, not VR. PlayStation Playroom? No. Uh, it was this fantastic era of streaming where if you bought a PlayStation I, you could, like, broadcast yourself playing, just kind of sitting on your couch and doing whatever. But as best I could tell, like, people did it. It's like, oh, look, we're a fun couple, whatever. But the majority of the streams that came out of it were, like, one second away from becoming an episode of Cops at all given times. Like, it was some dude in, like, a chicken mask, sitting there in a diaper just doing coke or something like that. And you're like, how is this allowed? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? That tangent aside. So, I guess, like, you have more opinions on this than I do, because I use it more from just, a, like, yep, I stream and don't watch that much stuff. Would you like to see, what would you like to see come to Twitch, ultimately? Hmm. I mean, the fact that they're making video games, for one, is kind of interesting. I don't know if it's going to be something I give a shit about. And like I've mentioned before on this podcast, like, I don't think they're ever going to recapture the, like, just the magic that was, like, Twitch plays Pokemon or anything like that. They can try all they want, and I'm willing to stick with them through all of it. I mean, it's not like I'm going to stop watching Twitch suddenly for no fucking reason. Hey, hey, YouTube Um, gaming could come through through finally. It could. It's not Um, going to. Provided that happens, they'll have my attention. Yeah. Um, Kingdom Hearts got a release date? Wait, what? I'm looking at Amazon right now, and it says this item will be released December 30th, 2016. 
What day? Huh. December 30th, 2016. That's a placeholder. Okay. That's a placeholder. Yeah, it's, um, to put that in, uh, this as far as I know, it's a placeholder. Because when the division was delayed two years in a row, it was, oh, it was coming out December 31st for two years in a row. Okay. Because Amazon has to have some release date if you build a pre-order, and they just keep bumping it back indefinitely. Mm-hmm. But you can pre-order it, apparently. Yep. Yeah, you got me looking at PlayStation 4s now. I hate you. Yeah! Do it. But uh, I believe we were talking about Twitch, not about Square, e- Square we Enix and so, uh, my love. Uh, do we want to branch out into lar- the topic of streaming content in general? Because I can talk about the dark ages of, what was it called, like Uplay or Ustream or something like that? The Ustream orange Ustream owned, uh, was it not Kotaku, um... The box that you need to own that does all of these. Roku? Roku? Yeah. Um, that's a TV one. Yeah. But, I mean, that's where a lot of, like, the original, like, tournaments and stuff, you had to get them through Roku. Really? Yeah, I think so. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, that's weird. I of reason to actually own a Roku. I could also be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but this was also, like, back in the day. I'm pretty sure that's, like, you could own a Google Chrome and get Twitch. Or whatever else you want. Yeah. Um, but uh, content I'd love to see from Twitch going forward. I mean, right now they have a lot of great interactivity between, like, you can talk to the person you're watching and stuff. They've all got all kinds of monetization to keep the person on the other end afloat. Yeah. Um, maybe better integration with other websites would be interesting to see. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to find out if Twitch and Facebook start having merging applications not that i even honestly i hate when it's you know mordak is listening to uh five finger death punch on spotify that has never happened not on not legally it hasn't um i had to pick a band i know you hate Uh, (laughs) i don't hate five finger death punch they're just a horrible shitty band that should die in a car crash That's not fair to the car they'd have to crash in. <laughs> um, their but, one uh, fan, their actual fan, I'm sure would be sad. Not heartbroken, <laughs> sad. See, that said, um, I do not give a shit if it was like, you know, Mordak is watching Invader Gur stream right now or something, or Invader Gur is watching SWS, like, that doesn't really impress me as much, though. The more like, <coughs> I mean, already a lot of programs like XSplit have good, uh, like Facebook interaction between like, where it does matter is you as SWS. It's like SWS, hey, we're streaming right now, yeah, and our Facebook tells you that that stuff is already present. But I mean, that could be more cool. Like, you know how Facebook can currently play video. Like, just if you're scrolling past it, if that was just live streams. That would be cool, actually. Yeah, I get what you're saying there. Um, I don't, I can't, like, think of all the integrations on my own, but I think that there's some cool integrations it could have with other websites. Um, creating its own content's really where it want, seems to want to go. Which is definitely the most interesting. Yeah, I, from my angle, I'd rather they made some more creator tools. Like, there's a bunch of really good outside of Twitch, off-board stuff you can do. But just being like to set schedules in Twitch to like host someone else's channel for certain periods of time on your own, 
That'd be nice. The fact you have to basically make a proxy server to, uh, server to do stuff. Like, there are apps I can get that I have to leave running on my computer to do that, which not the end of the world in theory, but I'd like it if I had like a network. It's like, oh, this person streams every Tuesday at 4. If we're not showing anything, fucking show their live stream kind of thing. Like, So you could have a network that would have content off other people that might be working for you or something like that. Yeah. The fact it's not there actually surprises me some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of, like, the fact that a lot of streams just go dead at the end is actually kind of, like, a mistake. Yeah. Like, and then it just starts rolling highlights or um, best ofs or something. Yeah, be able to, like, being able to embed a, hey, you should check out my YouTube channel for the highlights or the full recording of this if you came in late, like... Being able to have some set built-in videos to it would be nice. I, I wish their highlight system, like and their exporting system, weren't as bad as they are too. That's a hassle and a half to use. Yeah, the download system for recorded content can be a bit of a pain because that's so resource intensive to be like, okay, you know, I'm doing extra life, you know, 2016. I want to record locally and stream as opposed to just stream and have Twitch record for yeah. me. Yeah. The amount of resources that takes to re- to record locally and stream is huge. Yep. <coughs> That's why I built a supercomputer. Yeah. But the um, getting the Twitch programs in that regard to be a little bit nicer would be kind of cool. Um, honestly, Twitch integration with specific programs, like if I didn't need XSplit to stream League of Legends, like if Twitch and League of Legends just synced... That'd be pretty cool. Like an off-board Twitch app, essentially, for streaming purposes, like a studio app of some kind. Yeah. That'd be cool. That, that'd be and neat. And then that for other games. And this would probably be way too much coding, and it would be... In, or a lot of programs have it integrated in that, like, if you were, say, a StarCraft player and you had one of your replays, I can watch the replay, and I can jump around and go to anyone's view I want and, like, follow anything and see people's clicks and stuff. Oh, that'd be, be like, insane, okay, yeah. If Twitch could do all that, yes, that's pretty non-feasible, or at least with the present technology, but that'd be amazing if, like, you know, I was watching a pro jungler or whatever, and I just decided, hey, he's teamed up with a really good AD carry. I'm just going to zip on over and follow that guy instead. Essentially the VR experience, if you will, within a recording, where it's like, I want to see what's over here now. Oh, that's what's over there. Yeah. That would be nuts. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I can definitely see and understand the extreme difficulties that this presents. It definitely presents some. So uh, we joked about it. Have you only used Twitch? Have you tried YouTube streaming or anything like that ever? Yeah, I've watched it. I actually like YouTube's... I like YouTube's program better because you can rewind very easily. Twitch has that functionality it sometimes. Don't work so well, it, yeah. Yeah, it depends on what the person streaming it sets up. Um, it's not an always thing, whereas it is on YouTube. I definitely prefer the YouTube for that. That said, unless it's like a major tournament, like pro gamers don't stream to YouTube. Basically, just yeah. tournaments do, where they'll be like, okay, this is up on Twitch, uh, Africa, and um, YouTube. Like. And uh, Azubu, like where they'll blast it out on multiple websites to try and get like different geographical demographics that tend to use certain websites yeah. way more than others. No, and so we at SWS, whenever we do live stream, we do it to Twitch 
and YouTube simultaneously because I'm and a, you play <laughs> and you play and a couple others actually now I, I the system I use for that I started adding random streaming systems it's like fuck it why not kind of thing yeah it's more exposure but yeah it's definitely intensive and Twitch and YouTube are the clean feeling ones like we made a joke or two about it you play even logging into that service feels like you're about to do something illegal. Mm-hmm. And you're not, but it's like, man, I, I feel dirty coming here. Shifty eyes. <laughs> no, but I've, I've actually been surprised the YouTube one hasn't taken off more because it's built into YouTube. Like, Twitch's archival system is bad. I'll just say that right off the bat. Like, it's really not intended for that in any way, shape, or form. And the mm-hmm. fact that YouTube's like, no, it's our, you're already on the channel. It's just like, it's acts like a normal video on the channel. It's always been a huh, why don't we, like, this should be something we're really super pumped about all the time because it's kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so dev tools would be cool. Better individual video game integration would be cool. That, of course, requires a lot of collaboration between Twitch and those very specific devs. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure, like, the individual devs. It's like, I want more stuff built into Twitch. I want Twitch to do a little bit more, like... Just have like a we're not here video or something like that you could do, which is it loops infinitely or something. Mm-hmm. Just little things that make it much more it's like, no, no, we're active. We're just not here right now. And also the video, it's like, no, if Jeff's streaming right now, like if Jeff is streaming and we're not doing anything, fucking restream his stuff because it keeps the activity of the channel up at least at that point. Yeah. And lets you treat it more like a network and not just an individual website, essentially. Yeah, that'd be cool. At least to have the functionality. Like, yeah. I mean, you don't have to be required. Yeah. And you could even, like, I mean, getting into the skeezy end of things, like, you could buy space on, like, more popular channels or more cha- popular channels could buy space on you. Yeah. Um, like, because that'd be kind of, or that'd be a cool demographic to see kind of evolve out of this for the content creators. If, like, you know, we're something Wicked Studios, we have dead air between, you know, midnight and 4 a.m. and like some european streamer who's awake at that time and you know it makes sense for them to be on just like picks up the torch yeah. or something like no, that so that's actually be, the cool thing if really you host cool. someone it acts like they're just watching yours but your channel sends out a message like hey we're hosting so and so i think that'd be yeah a, it'd be a nice community move on twitch's part to let you have some system like that mm-hmm. but yeah i'm i'm a romantic when it comes to we should all try and help each other out and not grind each other under our boot heels yeah. No, I definitely agree. I'm much also much more for, like, if someone said, hey, let's collaborate, would be like, hell yeah. And they're like, so what do you think about the money of the thing? No, you said collaborate. <laughs> we're not talking money. We're talking about collaborating. <laughs> uh, so uh, you don't get stuck dealing with the, like, bullshit, weird-ass uh, business, heavy air quotations, end of the Something mm-hmm. Wicked Studio stuff that I have to deal with. Yeah, I, I don't get our emails. You don't get our emails, and you were a lucky son of a bitch because of that. I, I yep. have... I have a spam filter for the word collaborate mm-hmm. because we're not amazing, but we get okay views on stuff occasionally. And as a yep. result, I'll just get like 50 emails of like, Hey, you want to collaborate on a grand theft auto five video? We've never done a grand theft auto five video. I don't think maybe mm-hmm. an hour one when the game came out on the Xbox 360, but don't think I've touched it since then. Has anyone else? No. Okay. I know I was listening to John Tron, and he was talking about how one of the things that, like, 
popular user or YouTube uh, people get is just they get emailed for scams constantly. Like all these like internet scams are like please please advertise us and like they just constantly get barraged with those. Which I don't know if you get that. We get some weird ones occasionally. Mm Hmm. Getting some notoriety in the scam realm. Well, so part of my enjoyment of this is I made the official Something Wicked Studios. Um, we are listed as a, um, what's the word for it, production house, producer, power user on Pornhub. Because I'm like, fuck it, why not? <laughs> as a joke. Nice. And as a result, we get amazing spam. <laughs> nice. No one's going to misrepresent me but me. <laughs> there is nothing so, there but i do not regret that choice it is fantastic <laughs> nothing so, but uh next week find us on Pornhub. <laughs> nothing but broken english <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh the, the emails are fantastic if i get one this week i may read it next week on the podcast oh that'd be amazing SWS reads its fan mail, and by that I mean spam folder. <laughs> Woo, spam! Hello, I am person from Hungary. I found your channel. No, you didn't. <laughs> you have very attractive females on it. We don't have those either. Not anymore, anyway. <laughs> I would like to work with you. No, you don't. Isn't that just good for you? <laughs> I've attached pictures. Oh, God, no. Why does it burn? <laughs> Like what you see, God, please get it away. No, no, I do not. Hmm. Ah, but back to the actual topic and not just things that are streaming services. <laughs> I, probably not our best topic. It's been kind of a slow news week. Not lots of stuff to jump off of. Uh, we, could, we talked about a million little things. Yeah, it's about a billion little things. We, we didn't have quite enough little things to fill all the time. And Twitch, we could just be like, yeah, it's a thing. I wish it sucked a little less, but... I wish it was less resource-intensive to stream to it. Like, that's the amount of power you actually have to have to get it to work reliably. I'd like someone to address that. I think that's also a lot on, like, XSplit and, uh, was it OVH? Yeah, OSB. OSB, it's a lot on, like, their end. Yeah, and I guess it's... I looked into buying it at one point. There There is a best out there streaming program, and it's called, like, Live, uh... Livewire or something? Livewire? What? Why are you laughing? It sounds like LimeWire. <laughs> uh, it's it is a like um, it's a company that started off making like office conference call equipment or pro- uh, making office conference call software, and then the video game streaming stuff popped up, and they're like, "Yeah, we make this too. How much? Uh, what's it cost? It's five hundred bucks. Oh, that's expensive, but it does everything." Like if you're if you are running a actual studio that live streams, this is what you use. And every time I, I get, it uses less resources, it's more optimized. And they've spent a lot of money making it work correctly and stuff like that. And every yeah. once when I look at it, I'm like, maybe we should switch over to this. Nope, nope, that's for crazy people. Still, nope. <laughs> crazy people and the wealthy. Yep. I only have one Elgato going into the computer right now, not 15. Like, it's got an infinite number of potential media sources, which is insane if you think about it, but kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Anything else you want to kick around for a little? i got some time to kill, it seems, or we could end it early for a change. Uh, I mean, we did talk about a lot of things, and a lot of, I think, what this podcast could evolve into eventually is going to be less 
topic driven and just your and my just random conversations. It does well. seem that way, and we are getting better, except this week because of League of Legends tournament of jumping off weird no- news bullshit that happens. Yeah, uh, the- I, I've I've got my Apex gaming tournament going on, and uh, they lost the first two games, and then they won the third one. So the reverse sweep dream is real. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping for. That could be interesting. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, well, de- teams getting kicked out of the league is pretty pretty monumentous, at least for somebody's life. Sure. Um, um, we'll probably talk more about Destiny next week because the new content comes out on Tuesday. When you're hearing this, it will be the day after, so maybe we'll get a tournament report from Jeff on League of Legends. Is this an important tournament even, or is it kind of a weird qualifier regional thing? It's the qualifier tournament that happens at the end of the year. Playoff starts next week. Or I think playoffs have started, and then the finals are next week. Okay. The final um, finals or just this region's The finals? regional finals, and then Worlds will be coming around at some point. The road to Worlds. Yeah. Worlds usually, I think, is actually, like, months away. Like, they take a lot of time off or something. Yeah. At least they did in the past. They had Worlds in, like, fucking October, and they finished the season, like, here in April. That sounds about right. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, pretty much all the teams I care about at least made playoffs, so that I got that going for me. Do you? I, I do. <laughs> do you? Yeah, I get to watch more of them. But what if two teams you like are forced to play each other? I usually pick a, I usually have a favorite, and then whichever one wins, I'm still happy. It's easy when two teams I like win. It's when the team I don't like wins. <laughs> that is the downside to rooting for anything. Yeah. Believe that said, because there's so few players, there isn't really many, like, Sean Avery people in League of Legends. Like, yes, there are teams you like more, but there isn't many, like, uh, anti-heroes except for, like, this one kid named Imp who embodies everything of the person you hate. Like, he was an absolute douchebag and, like, got off to, like, belittling others. And then after all that, he would, like, have interviews and he would buy these, like... So he went to China, and China means buku bucks yeah. in League of Legends. He was a Korean player, went to China, and he was probably making over two hundred grand a year. And he starts buying these, like, $3,000 t-shirts that look fucking atrocious. <laughs> and, like, just living it up and being as douchey as he physically can be. <laughs> like, he's the embodiment of, like... I don't know. I guess he's like the LeBron James, or I don't even know who he'd be of the League of Legends community. So that's the thing. I want more of that. Like, that's interesting to me at this point. Someone who does not follow League for the game, but kind of follows it for the weird cultural impact it has. I'm like, I would like to see more, like, WWE antics of personality in oh, League of Legends. they hired a bunch of, their, of the WWE's writers. They've gotten a lot of the, like... How to hype of how to hype a match shit? No, but I, picked up from that. But I want like the douchebag like feuding personalities. I, I want like fuck that guy. I'm gonna go fuck his girlfriend just to piss him off. <laughs> they do actually have that a little. You're actually entering in a very interesting topic because um, League has obvious issues with toxicity, which is its biggest problem. So they very much discourage professional smack talking each other. But a lot of the professionals are like, you can't take shit talking out of the game. That is the game. Like, 
What do you mean I can't psych up my opponent by telling him I'm going to, like, fuck his girlfriend after I win this game? Like, that kind of stuff. And, like, the pros are very much for it, but the league is like, that is the definition of toxic behavior. That That's horribly toxic. That couldn't be worse. Why would you want that? And they're like, because it gets us hyped for games and puts something on the line. Yeah. So it's an interesting topic that, like, there isn't a clear, correct answer. Esports won't be legitimized until you have, like, someone thrown out of a match for, like, like vulgar language or something. I I would love to see more of that, just, like, UFC style. <laughs> they don't style. have the substitutes to allow that, like... Maybe not thrown out, but I want, like, UFC style, like... Team Liquid calling out Team Curse like four days in advance. It's like, you ever got to gank you up the ass so hard, you motherfucking cherry-ass motherfuckers? I, I well, want that. To, one, that'd be hilarious because Team Curse and uh, Liquid are the same team. I tried, man. I tried. No, it was a great attempt. But um, they used to have that back with, you know when I was bringing up uh, the Russians, Moscow yeah. 5? So their original story is, I think it was like IEM, I don't know if it was Katowice or a different one, where basically them and Team Solo Mid got in a pissing contest and were like, we were going to fuck up these kids. And Moscow 5 was like, we are going to destroy them. They're inferior and we're robots. Yes, that is what I want. The Moscow 5 wrecked Team Solo Mid. And uh, like all the hype you were asking for was there because back then it was like, who was Team Solo Mid's PR department? Um, Reginald, the odd one, X-Special, Chaos, and the Rain Man. Uh, you're just listing the players. Yeah, who else do you think lived with them? Like, who was their PR person? They were. If one of them said something stupid, that was that was it. It's out there. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I want, like, we're playing these people in the first round, get a video camera, and shoot a picture of us outside the Kremlin Put some uh, Russian music in the background. Have us looking stern, and it slowly <laughs> fade in the words "Mother Russia is coming for you" or something like that. Yeah. Is all I want from esports. They did have um, uh, they have the All Star Game, which is where they fan vote in like a team of five from each region, and then Korea wins again. And uh, they put. A whole bunch of members of Moscow 5, and, like, they did a hype video, and they're all waving, like, Russian flags. Yes! If I remember correctly. So I should follow Moscow 5 is what I'm hearing. Unfortunately, well, one, they're no longer called Moscow 5. Two, they're pretty much disbanded. Yeah, you mentioned that. Um, Basically, it's Gambit Gaming, if you really do care to follow. Um, They used to be a kid named Darian, who's retired. Edward's retired. Alex Ish is playing in um, the Challenger scene in North America. Let's see, who else is there? Diamond Prox, who currently plays on a team called the Unicorns of Love, who does not take themselves seriously, if you couldn't tell. There need to be more names like that. Genja retired. So most of them weren't good enough to stay in the league, is the honest answer, so they moved on. Yeah. But Diamond Prox is still around. He's still really good. So unfortunately, yeah, you can't have that. The, um... Korea's a little more Wild Westian because they do a lot more interviews where, like, they don't get to ask, like, silly questions like, you know, do you think, or 
How do you think you're going to match up against this other team? And they're allowed to say much more like, we're going to devastate them. <laughs> that said, players like Faker are very machines as like human beings. So it'll be like, Faker, how do you think you're going to do against KT Rollsters? We're going to develop a strategy to specifically beat them, and then we're going to destroy them. Ha, ah, that's funny. Yeah, no, but that guy... Not. That kind of needs to come on like stage in a pair of shackles and like a machine restraint system, and they unplug him or plug him in or something like. I want some <laughs> fanfare or something. I want, I want them to take it to the logical extreme, which is like we understand we're professionally playing video games, and that is <laughs> stupid and awesome. So Faker, last uh, at Worlds. They did this opening ceremony where they made the teams come out and then they would walk out to this like circle and it would say like in front of them because they'd have it on a projector from above like, you know, Faker, SK Telecom T1 and everyone else just walks out to this place. You did a fucking somersault. More of that. Yeah. Get your get your entrances. Yes. Get your he needs to come in poses. doing like the John Cena like hype crowd thing. A little bit of that I think would be good for it. It's so. Can you imagine <laughs> if like every team had a theme to it as they kind of already do, where it's like the guy you're talking about just walks in with a pair of like Frankenstein bolts in his neck because he's not human. <laughs> There's a uh, player. Actually, I forget the story I was gonna say. Um, somebody who did something interesting. Ah, I forget. People. People. Fucking people, man. Fucking people. So I guess what I'm getting out of this side conversation is you're for the toxic, more hype and bad mouthing and like get it like a Muhammad Ali, like I'm going to take you out in round three. Like this is a best of five. You going down three games. No three one. You get three old cocksucker. Maybe this like, uh, this will be a topic. Maybe next week we have a nice little intro into it. This week, I, it's I like the concept of esports. I think esports given what they are, take themselves far too seriously. And Mm -hmm. I I think at the base level, sports should be fun to watch. And there's a certain kind of reversed... There's a certain level of... I'm not sure what the right word for it is. Like, it's a uptightness that at least the MOBA community projects to the outside world of people. It's like, would I watch Worlds? Yeah. If, like... People had entrances to pyro shows and like were a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I'd fucking mm-hmm. watch that. Like it's if it was more of a show and not just and now we prefer for a weekend of League of Legends. That was a cool light show. I'm done watching. It's I guess in my mind, trash talking and being an interest like being a professional sports figure is being an entertainer by profession. And embracing the entertaining part of it and not just the I'm really good at this one specific thing angle of it is part of being a professional in that yeah. world. And just doing a little bit more of that would at least entice me to watch a little bit more of that community. I think a lot of it also plays in a w- as well to like some of the geographical things. Because I will honestly say that the best worlds I ever watched in opening ceremony to a world's was the one at the Staples Center. Because at the Staples Center, they had, like, to start out the game, which I believe it was SK Telecom versus Starhorn Royal Club. So they come out, and there's a full fucking orchestra playing music, Jumbotron, all kinds of cool imagery, smoke show, everything. And then they brought out, like... um. <laughs> Wes Borland of Limp Biscuit to come out and start playing guitar along with them and had like this huge concert and all of a sudden like it's 
it was really cool when something orchestral just all of a sudden gets really fucking metal. Yeah. That I was a huge fan of. And then they brought out, like, they had a DJing group, so it was, like, dubstep, hard rock, and orchestral. We have this weird orgy, and it was awesome. And then they brought out the players, like, from the floor, if I remember correctly. Like, it was way higher production value. And then a lot of, like, I think last year's would have been in Seoul. Or, actually, maybe not Seoul, Mm -hmm. but they were in uh, Korea because, you know... When Korea wins every year, it's kind of fair to them to have worlds in their country. Like, they kind of earned it. But you can't really get a whole bunch of, like, big-name musicians from Hollywood and Los Angeles as easily in Korea as you can in L.A. But, like, to use a weird example, make it like the Olympics. Like, I'm not saying make it as big as the Olympics because that'd be insane, but, like... yeah. There are things you could do to make it cool in any location, really, yeah. and like I should be able to tell you which year's opening ceremony we're talking about. A little bit, yeah. Like, and it's there's big money in league, especially at that level of the tournaments. Like, act like it occasionally. Mm-hmm. No, it's I. To go back to the toxic angle, I think at that level, a little bit of trash talking, a little bit kind of personality of the people being against each other. That's not toxic. That's being passionate and Mm -hmm. a lot of the MOBA stuff comes off as a tad robotic for my taste because it's like when you're playing a MOBA I'm gonna simplify and probably come off as a tad insulting you are pressing all of nine keys and clicking a lot mechanically Mm -hmm. that's all you're really doing Mm -hmm. which means watching them's not the most interesting thing and that's fine and everyone enters kind of their weird gamer trance when they play something really seriously that's to be expected but you know, maybe smile or something when you're not playing the game or do something a little more interesting than that. I don't know. I, we have veered way into the weird territory this week by accident. Yep. They say, um, I think the players you would like are, would be, uh, you'd like Double Lift. Why? Uh, he's very arrogant and he is like the person leading the charge on the trash talking needs to come back flag. So you'd probably enjoy him. And I remembered what I was going to bring up earlier. Is there used to be a player called Lust Boy, oh, and Lust God. Boy got called Lust Cena because he literally would do the John Cena "You can't see me" thing after winning games. That's nice. into the camera. Never saw it coming. Well, I'm going to wind this one down so you can go and watch your League of Legends tournament and the Bruins and the Bruins. <laughs> uh, yes. Any closing words of wisdom you want to stare, or just want to stare at a screen for a couple Same. seconds? And I'll cut it at that. Ha <laughs>